Hi Akar, welcome to JPod. On a day your Twitter account has been withheld. Apparently it is visible from some other countries, but for most Indian uh, social media users, the Akar Patel handle is not visible as we speak. I think this is the second day as we go into it. Uh, what really happened, Akar, and what sense have you made of it? Hi, uh, thank you for having me, and hello to um, everybody who's uh, listening in. I got an email from uh, Twitter yesterday uh, in the afternoon, which said that uh, they were uh, uh, obliged to tell me that they had received a um, legal note of some sort uh, from the government. A legal removal demand is the way that they uh, phrased it, which uh, obliged them, uh, according to Twitter, to uh, withhold access uh, to the content in uh, India. What that means is my handle can be, uh, the, the stuff that's on uh, the handle is visible outside the country. And so far as I know, if I post something now, yes. uh, it will go up, but it won't be seen uh, either by me or by the people who are within India. This request has come from the government of India or from the government of Karnataka because you're based in Bangalore. I'm not sure. I haven't heard from the government of Karnataka or from the government of India. The way in which Twitter has worded it is uh, in the following way. They've said, in the interest of transparency, we are writing to inform you that Twitter has received a legal removal demand uh, regarding your uh, Twitter account uh, that claims that your account violates the laws of India uh, and that the law uh, obligates them to withhold access. I'm not sure which is the entity that wrote to them, if they wrote to them or called them or mailed them. I'm not sure. I've asked uh, Twitter to, uh, to uh, send me a copy of the request so that I can act um, uh, should I need to, but I haven't heard back from them on that. Is this an email specifically directed to you or is this a standard uh, kind of note? That well, the, sure, the text seems to be boilerplate. The, uh, the, the subject line says Twitter notice of withholding. Um, so I presume that they've sent it to others as well. I did a bit of research. I tried to, uh, I tried some recourse, um, uh -huh. but when I, when I went to their site, uh, to the um, help center, it said that, no, you're logged in and it's your, um, account is neither blocked nor uh, inaccessible. So I'm not sure it's a bit Kafkaesque. So um, I suppose that that has to do with the fact that it's blocked only in a particular domain and not okay. globally. Yeah. But um, I don't know why it is that it's been done or on the basis of what. I presume, but this is only a, a presumption that this is a follow-up of uh, the FIR that was filed against me a few days ago um, on a retweet that I had made. Right. Let's come to that in a second. You know, so you do not know whether it is specifically in relation to any specific tweet or whether it is generally something, an action taken against your whole account. You don't know that for sure from the Twitter communication, right? That's right. Right. So therefore, which comes to the next part, which is that there was something which happened to you a few days ago vis-a-vis -vis the Karnataka government, vis-a-vis -vis the police in Bangalore. Let's hear a bit about that. I got a call a few days ago, I think it was on the 5th or the 6th of June, where um, reporters started calling me to ask for my comment on the FIR that had been filed against me. I didn't know of uh, the FIR uh, till they told me, but I got a call from the Hindu and the Mirror 
and the Deccan Herald and a couple of other papers, which said that uh, the police had taken offense to a tweet, to a retweet actually that I had made uh, two or three days before that. Uh, the content of that was there was a protest uh, in the U.S. where there were thousands of people on on the ground, um, and for several minutes they were saying, "I can't breathe." Um, and I, uh, when I retweeted that, I added the comment that this was the sort of a protest that we should see more of in our country, and especially from the underprivileged and the marginalized. I named Dalits, Muslims, Adivasis, women, and the poor. Um, so following that, uh, the reports that were published told me that um, the police had filed the FIR uh, of their own abolition. There was no uh, complainant. It's a police officer uh, himself who chose to file um, three, I think it is, uh, uh, sections that I should be booked under. And uh, strangely enough, uh, it's been filed in my local uh, police station, and it right. carries the name of my father, which which very few people know. Right. Um, his name, yeah. So I, I was a bit taken up. It seems to me right. that it's unlikely that of all the uh, police stations around the country, it's unlikely that my neighborhood one is the one that seems to be most upset. And the possibility, <laughs> and perhaps the likelihood, is that they've been told by somebody in the state to do it. Uh-huh. And were you surprised by something like that? Um, not really, given the the problems that this government, in a particular, but all governments in India have with the freedom of uh, of expression. Um, but I was surprised that they chose this tweet because it seems to be quite uh, uh, anodyne. There's nothing to cause offence. Um, it's hardly likely to make it in a court of law. So I was surprised that they chose this. My uh, speculation is that it upset, the tweet upset a lot of people uh, who support the government and felt that there so ought you, to when, be when some you sort say, of when you, say, when you say the government, I think you need to qualify whether it's the Karnataka government, the central government, or the BJP in both states. Or I both, think the both BJP, generally speaking, yeah. I, I don't think that the government in Karnataka is uh, interested enough in such things to uh, to be um, activated over this. I, I suspect, and this is merely suspicion, that it is the union government. Right. So basically, it's a command performance. That's what you're saying. I think so. I think there is no reason for it to have been narrowed down in the way that it was, um, given the fact that very large numbers of people who support the BJP retweeted my tweet with the comment that I ought to be booked. And the fact that it's it's been that the case has been registered where I live, and it has details that only perhaps a few people in government might know because of my filings, uh, I suspect that it is the uh, BJP at the centre. But the content of that tweet is something that a lot of people have really said in very many different ways from very many different parties. So I, I wonder what it was about that specific tweet which bugged the Bangalore police. They haven't told me. I, I've not been in. Uh, I've not uh, uh, been sent a copy of uh, the FIR. Uh, the police has not called me or uh, been in touch with me or tried to get in touch with me, so far as I know, in uh, many ways. So I cannot tell. It seems that from the from the uh, sections quoted that they believe that this is an 
of instigation to violence. Mm -hmm. Why they would read it that way, I, I can't say, because the video that the retweet contains is not violent. It's quite an artful uh, protest, and that was the point I was trying to make, that you need to protest in uh, innovative ways that capture the world's interest, which was exactly what the people in that uh, video were doing. Um, why that would cause uh, offense, I don't know. Was this your first ever uh, interaction with Twitter in this sense of being withheld or suspended? Yes, I have not been active on Twitter uh, before January of this year. There was right. a there was a handle that was being operated in my name while I was working for a nonprofit, um, and my term ended last year. Um, right. So there was some some reason for me to be on social media for that. But I'm neither on Facebook nor was I on Twitter proper till January this year. So uh, I've not had any kind of negative interaction with them. I did get one email from them three weeks ago, which said that uh, somebody had complained about another tweet. I forget what the content of that was, and they had looked through it and not found anything amiss. And so they were letting it go. I don't know why it is that they told me this, but uh, that's that's the only other or communication that I've had with them. Yeah, the non-profit you mentioned, of course, is Amnesty International, for which you were the India head for a very long time. Uh, yes. Do you suspect that your link with the human rights organization and the current regime's allergy towards human rights organizations could have been behind what happened to you in Bangalore to start with? I think that the... Uh, the antipathy that the state in India, generally speaking, and the BJP specifically has towards uh, rights organizations runs very strong. And in the time that I was at uh, Amnesty, we had a series of problems from, from the government, including raids by the Enforcement Directorate, the CBI, uh, the MHA. Uh, there was a sedition case that was filed by the ABVP. Um, I'm sure I'm uh, forgetting a few things. And this yeah. is just in the four and a half years that I was there. So there, yeah. there, there's a very strong sense that rights organizations who work on certain sort of subjects, in our yeah. case, it was Kashmir, it was Chhattisgarh, coal mining, uh, the Northeast and so on, ought not to do their work. And yeah. um, they will try and squeeze you by way of the law. And if yeah. they can't, they'll just use brute force. Yeah. Is this is 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 what is happening now on Twitter and an extension of that? Probably not. Mm. But then again, this is a speculation. No, but then you have many layers to you. Besides, of course, the fact that you are amnesty head in India, you are a Gujarati, uh, based in Bangalore, of course. But you are from Surat. You are a Gujarati, and you were part of the the committee, the fact finding committee of the editors guild back in two thousand two. So <laughs> there are many layers and perhaps you know, all of this is adding up at this point of time. Yes, I think that there, there has happened to be uh, a sort of um, identification of people uh, who represent um, almost an um, uh, enemy, I think. That's, that's the best possible word I can use. Whether they are in the media, whether they are now in business, uh, whether they are in civil society, and the government tends to concentrate its force on on these individuals and on on these groups. So I would say, and I don't think this is speculation because the, the numbers here are quite clear that if you are 
uh, identified as being somebody who uh, disapproves of and wants to resist the uh, majoritarianism of uh, the ruling party, then you are a target and you're marked. Mm-hmm. But but the odd part of what's happening to you vis-a-vis your t- Twitter account is the fact that at this very moment, Twitter seems to be grandstanding in the U.S. vis-a-vis Donald Trump uh, in, in the sense of you know branding his tweets as uh, violative of its contract, etc. But at the same time, it seems to be doing the opposite number here. What do you make of that? I think they may have threaded the needle that they felt that the that the content of my handle was not actually not in fact a provocative uh, and therefore they left it open outside of India. I think, and this is based on the phrasing of their email, that they thought it uh, uh, prudent to follow the law. Uh, I don't know what law it is because they haven't told me. But they believe that they need to follow the law in India and to do something if the government uh, tells them to do it. Because the only other possibility is that they have been pressured into doing this, which would be quite wrong, I think. Which, which in other ways, you're basically saying that Twitter has kind of called out to the BJP regime in Delhi. That's right. I am uh, assuming uh, that there is a law that, 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 that uh, requires them to do what they did. I, I don't know what that law is. An uh, Indian law. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, that uh, let's say it's it's Section 69 of uh, the IT Act. Um, it might be that I don't know, um, but I think that they haven't followed due process, which they should have. I think if you accuse somebody, and I think that I have been vilified in the sense that for thousands of people who are on Twitter. The presumption is that I've done something wrong. I may have done something wrong, but I should be told what it is. I don't. I, I think that blocking my access to my handle while while allowing either speculation or a, uh, attack on what its contents may have been was wrong, and it wasn't uh, the following of due process. But then this is not a surprising thing that you've not been told as to what it was that has caused the offense. But it's, it's also not a new thing. As you'll remember, uh, the, the Supreme Court advocate Sanjay Higde was subjected to a similar uh, attack, a similar attack, in fact, and his account, which was suspended back then, has still not been restored. And Sanjay Higde has gone to the Supreme Court on this issue. So what do you make, you know, in that sense, you know, what connection do you make between all of these issues? You know, and the fact that Jack Dorsey, who's Twitter's head, was himself the subject of a troll attack when he came here and stood with a bunch of people holding a placard. So, you know, are all of these things kind of, you know, interrelated and is there a common center to all of this? I uh, might be having my facts wrong and please uh, correct me if I am, but I believe that in Hegre's case, he had posted the picture uh, that Twitter itself took some sort of uh, objection to. There was nothing from the state in his case. Uh, I could be wrong here. And he was asked to remove that visual and uh, his account would be restored. He chose not to do that because he felt rightly, I think, that he was within his rights to retain uh, uh, the image. Uh, and if we were to get into it, uh, the, uh, the uh, image in no way represented what Twitter uh, uh, thought it did. And in fact, it 
represented the opposite. It showed a man who was standing firm while the people around him were offering the Nazi salute. And I was told that he was asked to take it down. It's slightly different. I think that that in that instance, Twitter felt that it may have violated certain principles that they have. I don't know what uh, what what those were. I think that uh, Twitter was wrong, but I don't think the state had a role there. Um, in, in my case, I don't think Twitter wants it blocked, which is why it's left it open uh, for the rest of the world. It's only uh, in India that the content can't be seen. What, what does that tell you? You know, the fact that you know you can't be visible in your own country, but it's somewhat okay elsewhere. You know, what does it tell you about the state of media freedom in India, or just this freedom to express yourself? Well, um, the, the fact is that for several years, and this goes back before this government, we've been pretty much at the bottom of uh, media freedom. If you look at it as an uh, uh, as an index, uh, we, we are at 140, I think, this year. We've not been higher than 140. Yeah, and and the reason, one of the main reasons is the deliberate denial of access to the internet to citizens in large parts of the country. We have no other democratic nation has as many internet blocks and cuts in the mass sense as we do. Um, it's a commonplace in India, uh, not just in Kashmir, but also sort of increasingly in um, the rest of India as well, for the state to just cut off access as being one of the ways in which it thinks it can control law and order. Um, mm. And I don't think that the freedoms that we have in the Constitution should be undermined um, so often and so egregiously mm. by the uh, protections um, and the qualifications that are actually attached to them. What has happened is, I think that especially on freedom of expression, 191A, we seem to have inverted the principles that the fundamental right itself has become subject to so many qualifications, reasonable restrictions, as they are called in the Constitution, that, yeah. that the right has become meaningless. Mm. Mm. But in the case of, you know, Twitter and your own account, you know, the bizarre part, of course, is that I presume you have not spoken to anybody at Twitter yet, you know, or nobody from Twitter has called you. Is that right? I got that email that I um, told you about, which seemed to be a boilerplate. After that, yesterday in the evening, I got in touch with them and I got a reply from them fairly quickly saying that they would look into it. Uh, after that, this morning, I had a word with my lawyer and said, what was it that we could do about it? And he said, why don't you ask them for a copy of the document the government has sent them, uh, They haven't, which I, which I mailed, and they haven't replied to that either. So as of now, this is 4.25 on Friday, um, June 12th. I haven't heard from them. So basically, you're saying what I'm saying, which is that there's been no human contact. You've just been in touch with them on the email, and this is what it is. Yes, they, I, they, they wrote back to me saying that uh, they uh, uh, acknowledged my mail and they put me in touch with people who run their law and policy. But I haven't heard from those people yet. Yeah, because again, you know, this issue of a completely humanless interaction 
with these tech companies is what is really you know working to the benefit of governments across the world especially in india for sure where you don't know who to reach out to if you're in trouble you don't know who to get in touch with if your account is removed or suspended or whatever is done so it just seems to be that we are speaking to ether in some ways quite so i think in my case it's different because i was given the uh, the a mailing id of somebody specific who i could write to and that that the person was sort of kind enough to write to me right away but beyond that i've not had any kind of uh, either explanation for what was done or what was it that i could do to defend myself it's just uh, it seems that all i can do according to them is wait for them to figure out how to resolve this with the government which is quite strange because i'm i'm the interested party here but i seem to have no say in how this is to be resolved so it is to uh, be resolved between twitter and the government or between you the, and the government let me just read out the mail that i uh, told you they sent to me in the first instance the one that says twitter notice of withholding um yeah. there is some there's some content in it which refers to their contact with the government it, it says following indian legal process we are in current communication with the indian authorities who issued this legal demand in which your account was uh, included we will notify you if there are any changes to the status of your account so i i think what what the saying is that they will talk to the government and in case they are able to figure it out and solve it um, they will they'll come back to me and they'll unblock which seems to me extremely oh. unreasonable what what were your first initial thoughts when you got this and when your account got suspended what was the state of your mind were you outraged were you expecting this what was it well i've i've uh, i was working with an organization um, um, which which as i said was sort of quite frequently raided and you know for for no reason and they they had uh, cases filed on them um, for absolutely no reason at all so i wasn't shocked uh, certainly i was surprised because the 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 content of that retweet and my own words in it are extremely anodyne i mean i'm not trying to defend myself for that tweet in any way i would still tweet it out in exactly the same way that i did then um but i i i found it slightly strange that this would be used um because it doesn't seem to be the sort of thing that will go anywhere but of course then again that is part of the way that the bjp functions that they tend not to be too focused on the quality of content of the complaint or the charge that they bring against you it's the punishment that they that they'll try to inflict in terms of the process and part of that is uh, stripping you of your uh, twitter handle but in your mind do you are you very clear that this was the specific tweet which caused the trouble um or was there some mind, other tweet yes my guess is that it follows from the fire that was filed so i don't i mean i i can only um assume that that it was that tweet but in any are there any of your tweets which you you know i don't know i'm, I'm sure you've done hundreds of tweets so far any of your tweets which you felt previously could have landed you in this kind of a spot there's nothing because i've had a lot of experience in the way that the law functions um there there would be very little content that would be open to being um 
the sort of material that the state could use in a case. So I, I don't, I, I suspect it's this tweet. I could be wrong. No, because this incitement to violence, uh, which you presume could have been pers- you know, construed by the authorities in Bangalore, the incitement to violence is, you know, frankly, anodyne, as you're saying, you know, quite uh, harmless because it's been done by various many people across the world. But secondly, also, let's not forget that at the very time we are speaking now, Facebook is in a bit of a tizzy because uh, of Kapil Mishra's tweet, uh, a Facebook post being mentioned by Mark Zuckerberg in in the Facebook uh, conversation that he's had with his employees, where he talks of Kapil Mishra's Facebook posts as as particularly inciting violence. So it seems to be that that is okay, but this is not okay. There is absolutely no question to my mind, and I hope I'm speaking as somebody neutral here uh, who has um, who has no fondness for. Uh, Hindutva or for the BJP, but can look on a set of facts and say that this is what uh, appears to be the case. There is no question in my mind that this government is extremely selective, very nasty, and goes after the people it deems as its enemies, goes after people it deems as being even its uh, opponents, but will not use the law, even when it is rightful to use the law, on people who are its supporters. It will violate the law. It will violate the constitution to protect those people who um, who indulge and who instigate violent crime merely because they are on their side. There is no question in my mind that this is a government that does that all the time. 